This is Danny from Baltimore, Maryland, representing one of the six Wolves fans in Baltimore. You're listening to DU Football Show. Yep, and after that no-no draw with uh, Norwich, probably a couple less, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's probably only four or five now. Yeah, not not too terribly good. But then, of course, they beat the shit out of us. But then, of course, everybody's beating the shit out of us right now. I've got funny jokes about that, by oh, the way. Oh, I'm sure you've got plenty of funny jokes. Of course I do. Let's start the show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye. And drink your rye, Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Stuff of a lord, but straight in shorts. Sam Graham, Sam Graham. Fucking United! Hello and welcome to the Drunker United Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and the man always on his fucking phone is my co-host, Mr. Samuel Graham. That's me. Sammy, how you doing, brother? Doing very, very well, thank you. Tired as hell, but... Trucking right through it. Yeah, we're on the end of OND, man. It's uh, not almost easy. Done. It is almost done. 31 more days. 32 counting tomorrow, yeah. obviously. 32 more uh, days 32 for you more to days. pour yourself anyway, out. Take a big, deep breath. Work that corner, girl. Work that corner. <laughs> yeah, right. I think it's uh pimp, pimp daddy pimp daddy business uh wants to get paid. You need to go get that. Go <laughs> yeah. make that cash. I think it's uh I think it's gonna fall off a fucking cliff. <clears throat> come January uh, for us. I would tend to agree. I would yep. tend to agree. Because remember, they all made a ton of money last year, but now they're all broke again. Remember? Well, exactly. Part of it is, though, too, rising costs of everything, right, at the moment, mm-hmm. which sucks. Uh, Christmas, people with those rising costs are worried about buying their kids' Christmas gifts, so they're not buying booze as often. Because mm-hmm. um, they had a very slow November, according to my stores, uh, mm-hmm. until Thanksgiving week, and then they fucking rocked it. Yeah, it was jamming loud Thanksgiving yeah. week. So, Every store I went into was very fucking busy. But then they're, they're telling me, too, they got customers saying they're they're starting to cut back. It's been two solid years of people boozing like we normally do. And right. They just, they don't have the, the cojones for it, to be quite frank. <laughs> fucking quitters. Yeah, so anyway, I'm going to be making a lot less money come January, February, so find that Patreon, www.patreon.com backslash DU Football Show and support this show instead so I can make money a different way. Forgive him, boys and girls. He's just, he's in whore mode, so he's just going to whore out everything. Sam and myself both work in the, whoa, no, I don't. Actually, no. we're recording at Studio H. There we go. <laughs> Not Studio H. I'm all over the fucking place. Hey, Houston. Yeah, lock it lock up. Lock it up. We're recording at the DU Public House just outside the nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, review, and share with a footballing friend. Should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. Sammy, tell the good people how they can get in touch while I'm over here <laughs> trying to lock it the fuck up. <laughs> Not a problem. It is at DU Football Show on all the social medias. Uh, on Facebook, also find our closed group, uh, which is drunkard united fc uh just request to join that's where most of the banter happens um and then do you football show at gmail.com to get in touch via email you can also support the show getting some of our sweet swag um and all the links for that uh at the du drip shack are on our social media bios uh so just grab that link and i already told you about the patreon little hashtag bants pillow up there in the back corner kind of like where's waldo where's bants listen he gets himself a fucking ring light and now he's staging photos and his whole little setup back there. And he's, listen, it's like an Instagram model. I know, seriously. Like, I started really looking. I'm like, Hashtag we've got the scarves. We've got the Malort flag. We've even got the little Everton keychain Unfortunately, it's block. not in the uh, it's not in the shop, but the spatula's up there. There's the spatula. <laughs> <laughs> um, Those of you that need to know that spatula, well, that's a Patreon story. And we even got the uh, the Drunkard United jersey and the Tim Howard from jersey back in the day. Yeah, back in the day there. Yeah, we so got to um, you know, what we got to do is figure out how we get big spatula on board uh, spending money with the show. Yes, we got to get that big <laughs> spatula money. That is for fuck sure. Could not agree more, Mr. Graham. Al, uh, my problem my problem there was on that last segment is I'm trying to play to the camera because Melissa was like, hey, look, you need to have that they camera more in front of you. They want to see those baby blues. Right. And I'm like, well, it's more important to see 
you and Graham and be able to speak with both of you. So what I try to do in each one of those segments there is turn my head and look to the camera as I did it. The problem was is I completely skipped over a fucking segment and that was really bad. It happened. Really, really bad. And it gave my wife all the pleasure in the world. Uh-huh. Who knew that's all I needed to do to give my wife all the pleasure in the world? <laughs> Was fail? <laughs> yes. Now give me pleasure and hit that mute button. <laughs> Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirit industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. Mr. Graham, I am going to go ahead and start cracking here. Tell everybody... What wonderful god-awfulness we are drinking tonight. We have the Bud Light Seltzer Ugly Sweater Variety Pack. Um, part of us being uh, red-blooded Americans that vow to have drinks in our hand throughout this show and every show, part of that includes being jackasses. And whenever something weird, gross, or um, anything we can milk for a bit really comes out, we buy it and drink it. <laughs> Uh, so uh, here we go. The appropriate term for that would be we are trash. <laughs> no, only you drink ice house. <laughs> yeah, well, welcome. Welcome to my world. <laughs> Won't yeah. you come on in? <laughs> so we are doing the Bud Light Seltzer Ugly Sweater Pack. Uh, fans of the show will know that we did the uh, flannel pack, which was the autumn and it flavored was seltzer pack and it god was god fucking awful terrible so when we saw this we were like yep sign us up yeah we're gonna do it now we have it here's the problem you lean with is that you look at the flavor so it's cranberry sugar plum cherry cordial and uh seltzer nog and you're like okay well the seltzer nog is probably gonna be disgusting but the other three don't sound horrible i mean the cranberry so, smells good so. so they should be okay but then you go Wait, it says Bud Light on the can. <laughs> Bud Light fucks up everything. <laughs> oh, they fucked fucked up lager, which they're known for. Yeah, exactly. So let's go ahead and get a sip here. We're going to drink these throughout the show, but uh, let's go ahead and give this one a try. <laughs> it's delicious. I'm so surprised. It's perfect. Not perfect. Tastes like a cranberry LaCroix. Mm -hmm. Like It's soft. If it's you not like, overwhelming. If you like cranberry, it's it tastes like a fucking cranberry soda water. Yeah, but that therein lies my problem in the first place. I don't think seltzer should exist. Okay, fair enough. So I get angry about it. But yes, it does what it says on the tin. Yeah, this one is surprisingly. The, what are the alcohol on this? Like 2%? No, 5%. <laughs> 5%. 5 5%. 5%. So stronger than their lager. They should release this cranberry all year. Yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is good. Cranberry? Huh? Cranberry gets a win. Yeah, like a bubbly or whatever. Yeah, it's just like that. It's legitimately just like that. Yeah. Uh, would you pay for the twelve pack there, sir? Like fourteen ninety nine, I think. All right, there we go. Right around there. I know I usually do this segment, so you weren't at the ready with the information, but I got your back, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody has a hairstyle and suddenly they think they're Mr. <laughs> fucking Man. Well, there's no clinking this time, so let's get into the show, boys <laughs> and girls. Have a great show. Yeah, you too. All right. Um Funny, last week gave us so much that we couldn't figure out what the fuck to do. And uh, this week, frankly, meh. Yeah. <laughs> meh. Pretty meh. Wasn't great, was it? A couple of nil-nil draws in there that you're just like watching and... Uh, <laughs> no. You're trying to stay, yeah. <laughs> Wait, I got to watch the game. Wait, no, fuck. Oh, yeah. um, when when the lilac jersey is more interesting than the game, you've got a fucking problem. So uh, <laughs> yeah, for the hell of it, shit. let's go ahead and talk some top four. Manchester City 2, West Ham 1, Liverpool 4, Southampton nil, Chelsea 1, Man United 1. Um, crazy fucking weather for this match. Yeah, it was the the whole north of England was kind of blanketed with this weird on again off again blizzard, except in Burnley. It was just on. Yeah, <laughs> in Burnley, well, uh, everywhere uh, else like Leicester and and City, mm -hmm. it like started snowing a bit, and then the field was clear with some specks of white. Then everything was covered, and you couldn't see a goddamn thing. And then they came out for the second half, and it was clear like clear again, not right. just the lines and right. stuff but they had yeah. actually shoveled the entire field yeah yeah it was very odd um now i will say our boy uh, our good boy ben k up at uh aki stanley showed a couple pictures of the training pitch uh mm -hmm. you know no you know, a little bit of snow on the side and all that uh, like 
come on, mate, you got this. This is like a normal occurrence yeah, for you. Nothing. Yeah. This ain't shit. This ain't no 48 hours sleeping under a tent, drinking hot cocoa that everybody thinks Guinness while you're trying to uh, trying to keep, work, trying yeah. to keep a feel thawed. Yeah, no, you'd be all right. They should have called him to go to Burnley and save the day. <laughs> um, Ugly fucking game. Oh, it was I mean, terrible. Thanks. West Ham did exactly what they set out to do, though. Their game plan was disrupt City. Yeah. And then hit them on the counter. And they did that perfectly. It took yeah. them 33 minutes to break the deadlock. And then they didn't score again until the stroke of 90 minutes. Right. Precisely. So, so I they, mean, for, for West Ham, okay, you know what? This is what you try to do. You you think that when you get them in your building, you'll be able to frustrate them better. Mm -hmm. And you'll probably be able to beat them. But you go into this going, all right, let's see if we can get a point. See if we can get a draw, yeah. And yeah, other than that, let's move on to the next fucking opponent. Where we don't, we don't need to be overly focused on this game, even though it's third versus fourth. Because <clears throat> frankly, we've pretty much won our group in Europe. We're in the quarterfinals of the League Cup, and we're currently in a Champions League spot in the fucking Prem. Exactly. Do not weigh everything on one fucking game. Just 100%, keep hundred percent. You're doing exactly what you need to do. Keep it fucking going. So. Right. Yeah, no doubt. And that that's exactly what they did. The the goals too were a bit unfortunate. Fernandinho's goal was <coughs> was brilliant. Mm -hmm. Um, the first one was a bit of unfortunate defending. Kind of let uh, Gundogan sneak into the back. A slight deflection uh, from Mares took um took the ball into his path anyway. Yeah. But there were two other City players there that if that deflection didn't happen, you'd fancy him to probably put it away anyway. Yeah, of course. Um, so it was just kind of one of those more inevitable things. Lucas Fabianski uh, a couple times came up came up trumps, mm -hmm. and they did um, force Ederson into a few big saves uh, uh, well, as well. You talk about uh, Fernandinho's goal. Fucking Lanzini's at the end. That's great. Lanzini's? Oh, Lanzini's? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just like, I was like, hey, everybody who had uh, any city players on fantasy, you're like, all right, I'm about to get that shut out. No, I'm not. Right. Nope. That was nope. me. But luckily, I still won my games. Yeah. Um. But you got to think, I feel feel bad for him a bit. Uh. When a meaningless worldie gets scored in the 95th minute in a 2-1 loss, and the rest of the game was absolute shit. Yeah. That goal won't be remembered past this midweek round yeah. of games nope it'll be over nobody will give a fuck nope, not one bit <laughs> interesting with uh with the reds they're they go up three by the halftime and frankly they didn't look all that great they got that first goal and then they were liverpool was a little sloppy well they gave the ball away a few times sure but southampton didn't really create much i mean no. allison was forced into two moments that he had to be smart off his line mm -hmm. and he did those well other than that he had to make two other maybe routine saves you you yeah, probably agreed, be fair to agreed. say um and it was a lot of one-way traffic and a lot of just playing around in midfield yeah, yeah um, more the point is it's just they were meh yeah but they didn't need and to they be. won for nothing yeah like exactly that tells you how good of a fucking team they are when they're just meh and they win for fucking nothing and Salah didn't score yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, it was Jota twice, and Andy Robertson played some brilliant football with Mane for the first goal especially. Oh, yeah. Um, gorgeous ball. Yeah, it was fantastic. Uh, and like I said, Southampton almost replied immediately. I think it was like a minute and a half later, but Allison had to be quick off his line, and he was, uh, and brave to to make the stop. Um, Salah then found Jota again for a tap-in, uh, and then a wicked deflection had Thiago score uh, after his lovely control on 37 minutes but did you see his hit in the champions league midweek no i did not <sighs> producer mel we're Man. passing around the sugar plum <laughs> that's not a euphemism <laughs> the uh but it was absolutely brilliant that strike the way he hit the ball was a, a half volley kind of took it out of the air his foot was kind of on its side came down on it it just skimmed the turf and kept and found the far right bottom corner. It was oh, Google it, mm -hmm. look it up. It is excellent. <clears throat> well, hey, big boy, you're gonna need to uh, finish up that seltzer there because the uh, sugar plum is making its way to you. I've um, been looking forward to this one. You know, you know who uh, didn't have visions of sugar plums dancing in their head? Who? Jurgen Klopp. Because <laughs> uh, post post conference, uh, post game uh, press conference, they started uh, talking to him a little bit about the uh, the Merseyside Derby coming up. Uh, said things like, um, you know, I know my team's going to play attractive football. I don't know about our opponents. And then uh, also then started putting into this game gets too much hype put behind it. Um, players get too riled up. It gets too physical. I myself don't don't 
particularly care for this matchup, yada, yada, yada. Like, well, that's a derby. Yeah, it's like he's already making <laughs> that's the, the point. It's like it's, it's a fucking derby. And, and also, hey, asshole. You only got two points off the last fucking three. Yeah. <laughs> Everton's gotten five. So. Well, that's part of the problem. <laughs> These are the mind games, yeah. right? Is yeah. he starting? I don't care for this game. We don't really circle it on the calendar, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. I think probably a lot of it had to do with uh, losing most of his goodwill in the embrace with Ralph Hassenhudel afterwards <laughs> because they had a long old hug uh, <laughs> at, at full time. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, I, and Van Dyke scored with yeah. a... a I think McCarthy could have done better there, mm-hmm. personally. Yeah, that, agreed. That uh, vo- it was a decent volley off of the corner, but and it, you know he did well to keep it low and all that kind of stuff. We saw what Rudiger, which we're about to talk about, mm-hmm. sky one right at the end from a similar sort of situation, and um, so he did well to keep it down and all that kind of shit. But it was right down the throat, and McCarthy just couldn't get down fast enough to it. I, mm-hmm. I think he could have done a lot better with that one. Uh, what do we think of the sugar plum kids? Uh, I don't really think it tastes like sugar plums. Getting into candy, um, I mean, candle territory a little bit. Yeah. But I think they may have corrected some of their problems from the flannel pack. Yeah, it's not as gluey, candly as as the uh, flannel pack was. I get a little bit of pine on the back end. Yeah. It's, this could be better. This could be much better. It's not could say Terrible. that about the whole pack. Yeah, yeah but well, I mean the uh, the flannel pack from the fall, all of it was undrinkable. But this is not terrible. I think my mother would enjoy this. Yeah. <laughs> That's a ringing endorsement. <laughs> I, I think I think the plum could be more pronounced. I taste sugar. It's like I it's like I get a little bit of plum and then a whole lot of sugar and then a little bit of that you like you said pine gluey candle yeah. right at the end. It's like it's, maybe sap. Might be a better yeah. way to describe it. Mm, plum sap. <laughs> also, not a euphemism. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> okay. I, not not god awful, but okay. I guess would be the the yeah. best. best yeah. Still better than everything from the flannel pack. Much much like this weekend's games. Meh. Meh. Yeah, we're also going to need to Google euphemism in case we make that the name of the show. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to fucking spell it. Heard. You. <laughs> U-F-F-F-A-ism. Uvamism. I would make a joke from soundcheck, but I'm not. I'm knowing the joke and I'm laughing. Moving on to the last one. United set up perfectly. And they did exactly what they wanted to do. You could tell exactly what they wanted to do, which was get out of the bridge with at least with with a draw, and just don't let them embarrass you. And it it worked. It worked. I mean, it. I mean, it was all one way traffic in the first half. It was all fucking Chelsea. But it yeah, was... but United still aren't that good. And De Gea was massive in this game. Yes, and he had absolutely. to make. It, I mean, it really should have been four to one. Yeah, or four nil. Yeah. If Jorginho didn't do. That god awful thing oh, that he yeah. did. Sancho doesn't get through. Yeah, no. I mean, Mendy was a passenger the entire time. He was a spectator essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, United really didn't do anything until that goal was scored. They weren't on the front foot at all. Once they did <clears throat> score the goal, Chelsea did look a little rattled, and United had a couple of opportunities for the five, you know, seven minutes afterwards, and then Chelsea went back on top again. Yeah. Um, but I said if it wasn't for De Gea, you know, and then uh, you got to. Now fit if he's if he's fit enough to be on a bench, he's fit enough to fucking play. Right, Romelu Lukaku. Right. Why don't you use him except for those last what twelve minutes? Right. You know if he's not fit enough to put him in the fucking U twenty threes for a weekend. Yeah. And let then, him get match fit. And then let him be match fit the the following the following week. week. Yeah. yeah. What's that twelve minutes going to do? Right. Nothing. Nothing. It's, not going not gonna to have any impact on the game. That's for damn sure. I didn't. You're just terrible. you're just bitching and moaning because it was your fantasy guy. And you wanted him playing. Well, I wanted him playing. I wanted him scoring. But if not, what do you do? You risk him against, you know, a bunch of hacks at the back for United that'll just kill him? I Like they tried to do to Tiago Silva? We'll say those two hacks didn't play horribly. What? Aaron McGuire on there. Slabhead went there to fuck it up. <laughs> um, And uh, Carrick in the press, I'm not sure if you saw the pregame presser. You know, they were 
kind of trying to fuck with him to get him to say something. He was like, no, okay, so Ronaldo is not starting. He's like, yeah, we had a conversation. All's good. He like, just wants to see the team do well. Yeah. They're like, like, oh, so you need to talk to one player individually over all the others? And he goes, he just looks at him and goes, all right, I'm not getting into this. We're not, we're not doing this. We talk to our players. Yes, it's a game. It's a player, and that player's like, you just tell he was just like, fuck you. Oh, yeah. Just and as fuck soon, you. And as soon as he thwarted that, all of the questions turned to, so how about Ralph Ragnick? Yeah, When's exactly. he coming in? How, <laughs> yeah. Did you feel as though because this was your last game in charge, you could drop Ronaldo and just do what you want? <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, people. Yeah. Come on. Come on. I would say one thing Ole did very well is he always knew how to deflect the fucking press. That was for damn sure. But uh, honestly, for 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 them, this is what you needed. This was exactly what you needed. You got it. Um, I do find it amazing that uh, commentators and fans and the players on the pitch all alike, when the penalty happened, were trying to debate that it could possibly be a penalty. It's like, what? Because it's a United player that committed the foul. It's now questionable a penalty. Of no, it's a fucking penalty. It's fucking. He was. It's a definite even, penalty. Not even Absolutely. a question. It's a fucking penalty. Hundred percent. Yeah, just. Drove but that's me the arrogance of Manchester United. Yeah, yeah, just well, especially you saw Fernandez like lost his shit when the oh, ref yeah. blew the whistle. I was like, dude, motherfucking kick guy, <laughs> kick the shit out of him. Penalty. That's that's <laughs> that's called a penalty. And then Jorginho uh, back to his uh, <laughs> his scoring ways from the penalty spot with a little hop, skip, and a jump. Yep, yep. It's, uh, he went right back to the well and actually worked. And then Rudiger, like I said, um, showed <sighs> as little composure as Timo Werner did, who almost put a volley out for a throw-in earlier in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, right on the death. Uh, had a, a cross, I think it was a corner, came in and was all alone. All he had to do was side foot, half volley, bang, back in the net. Wouldn't have been a problem. Chelsea 2-1 winners. Rudiger smash. Yeah, and fucking, I I would be surprised if that ball stayed inside of Stamford <laughs> So, uh, seeing how things is, we're getting ready to go into the December window. Do you think it stays those three at the top? Do you think... Uh, West Ham works their way in. Do you think West Ham falls out of the four? What are, what are your what are your thoughts? Without knowing everyone's schedule ins and outs, there's a couple of teams that have very light schedules. To be honest, uh, mm-hmm. a lot of those top four teams play kind of padded schedule here, with uh, you know eleventh and further down. Yeah, a bunch of them play us clubs in it. Yeah, yeah, I was trying to be nice about it. <laughs> no, uh, but... <laughs> I know you're not going to be nice in a few minutes, so it's okay. Um, but I think you might see it stay relatively the same as long as everyone can stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the most important group um, that this period is for is going to be Liverpool because they are going to lose uh, Mohamed Salah and Saido Mane and uh, um, Naby Keita mm-hmm. uh, in January to the Africa Cup of Nations. Yeah. Um, and all three of those teams are very good. So they potentially could be playing for three weeks, yeah. right? They could be missing for three weeks in January. You see our boy Jeet uh, at it again with the memes. Yeah, it was, it was a very funny meme. Ar- Arsenal Arsenal fan TV was its greatest rival. Yeah, it was rival. the g- club's greatest rivals. I'll yeah. fill for a second. So I'll find it. You had in the first one was Liverpool and then the logo for the African Cup of Nations because obviously they're losing with all their those players. Two, yeah. Arsenal, Arsenal fan TV, uh, the Manchester United, then the I got Glazer it. family, yeah. the board. <laughs> I got it here. It's Manchester United and the Glazers, Arsenal and AFTV. Liverpool versus the Africa Cup of Nations, Chelsea versus Black Lives Matter, <laughs> City versus Solar Power, and then Tottenham versus Tottenham. Because <laughs> Tottenham likes to fuck it up for themselves. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, Ranieri's return to the King Power was feisty, and there were some fucking goals. Oh, yeah. Leicester 4, Watford 2. Madison had himself a fucking game. Going to assist. Yeah. Goal was gifted to him. A little early Christmas gift. Yeah. But hey, it doesn't matter. You get on the board, you know? What the fuck was Ekong doing? <laughs> I don't know. The, I don't his know. center back partner, the goalkeeper, you could see on the replay, they don't say a word. Why would he just duck? I don't know. I, I really don't know. It was a nothing ball. Yeah. Should have just dealt with it. What do I tell you? If I don't hear anything, I'm fucking clearing it. And you've clobbered me in the back before. Yeah. Doesn't matter. You know? And then I get up going, why the fuck didn't you say anything? Right? It's just, it's it's a lack of communication. It's a, uh, 
it's ridiculous. It should not happen at this level. Just absolute bullshit. And Ranieri looked very displeased with it, obviously. Uh, but James Madison did take it well, uh, did take that chance well. And you can only play what's in what's in front of you, right? You can only play the cards you're dealt, and that's what he got dealt. So, and credit to him. And then, and then, Jamie fucking Jamie Vardy. fucking Vardy took over. Jamie fucking Vardy went. Oh, y'all thought I was dead? Wait, no, no, no. What a fucking Papa's back. Yeah. (laughs) It was a great ball from Madison, just a dinked little ball in behind, and then the finish with the outside of the right boot. Shithousery is alive and well again (laughs) also. Somebody that I thought they were cool. Right. But apparently not, because Jamie Vardy goes running straight for the technical area, begins his slide at Claudio Ranieri. No, and, yeah, that's right. And ends up on his knees on halfway right in front of the fourth official <laughs> pointing at Brendan Rogers. <laughs> very, very strange. He's my daddy now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then just with a shit-eating grin on his face. Uh, it's fucking Vardy, man. Vardy being Vardy. Right, dilly-ding, dilly-dong, that motherfucker. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'll tell you, though, but uh, Watford didn't go away without a fight. You know, they get the penalty. They get the second goal. Um, you know, they made it 2-1. They made it uh, They made it um, uh, 3-2. So at least the one thing Ranieri can look at in this match is that his, his side can get goals, which was something everybody was questioning going into this season. Was this team going to be able to score goals? Well, yeah, they can score goals, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. It, it's They now have a situation where... You could see what Ranieri is trying to do. You can tell that his ideas are starting to take hold. You're seeing a bit more inventiveness mm-hmm. from Watford. You're seeing a bit more togetherness from Watford. But they do have a couple of injuries, and they do have a player or two here that aren't necessarily up to Premier League quality. Right. They have to figure out how to make the sum of their parts greater than each individual piece. And if he can't do that quickly, they will remain to find themselves in trouble. Yeah, do you think that uh, Watford can stay up? Um, I think they're now. It is going to be very tight down there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think. I, th- I think if Brighton doesn't get their shit together quickly, they could be dragged into it. I think if Leeds doesn't get a couple of wins on the board, they can be dragged into it. I think Burnley <laughs> is in a very bad way at the moment. There's a at Newcastle, obviously bottom mm-hmm. of the table still. I think there is a five or six teams that could realistically have a chance of going down if they don't fucking get their stuff together immediately. Yeah, yeah. All right, kids, we're now on to the cherry cordial. Smell it. Smell it first. It smells like a chocolate-covered cherry. Well, that's what a cherry cordial is. Okay. Well, I think a cherry cordial, I think of... Cherry like, liqueur. Yeah, cherry like no, a cure chocolate, It's My mother loves them. They're oh, the, the little chocolate candies. The chocolate candies mm-hmm. that have the cherry with the syrup inside. Then it smells exactly like one. I mean, to a tea, it smells the exactly smell like The smell is great. The taste, I'm getting straight up Tootsie Roll. Big time. Big time. Yeah, it tastes like a Tootsie Roll. I don't really get any cherry, but that's good because it means but you don't smell, get any medicinal. It, it smells delicious, but it mm. tastes like a Tootsie Roll. Now I have hope for the seltzer nog. I think it might taste like Laffy Taffy. Uh, that's... <laughs> I knew that would get you. Mm. And then I know the two songs were going out on injury time. <laughs> Heard two songs were going out on injury time. Um, yeah, yeah. Mm. Still. Yeah, it tastes like a Tootsie Roll. I don't know why I want. Why would I want a seltzer to taste like a Tootsie Roll, though? No, it's question. it's competing in my mouth Yeah, <clears throat> because it's very light because it's a seltzer, but it tastes like a Tootsie Roll, which is supposed to be heavy. Right. So it's like that thing where, you know how um, there's like IQ tests or brain tests where it shows you the word red, but mm-hmm. it's in blue? Yeah. Then it asks you what color the word is, and your brain can't rectify reading the word red but saying blue out loud Mm -hmm. got it that's how it feels in my mouth heard it just seems like cherry cordial was a bad choice like why not peppermint bark but then it would taste like mouthwash but maybe not (laughs) um last question uh here sam do you think brendan rogers and lester can get themselves into a european spot because right now they're very much on the outside looking in, and they've been quite inconsistent. Yeah, so they need if they can't find consistency, absolutely, because Arsenal obviously look on the up. You got to figure Antonio Conte is going to get Tottenham figured out at some point. You got West Ham that is very good uh, and continuing to remain consistent. You've mm-hmm. got City that's occupying right now a Europa League space. 
No, they're not. Sorry. United op- uh, occupying a Europa League space. Mm-hmm. My bad. And so you have now a, a very defined what looks like top seven. Mm-hmm. You know, as opposed to top six. But also, let's keep in mind, too, the difference between sixth and 13th right now is four points. Yeah, but I think what I'm saying is is, is 12th through 20th, if they don't find real consistency really quickly, that gap is going to grow tremendously. Yeah, I wouldn't disagree with that. And then my team currently is included in that. Right. Uh, you know, unfortunately. But, okay, very good. Well, uh, um, last thought on uh, Cherry Cordial. I don't like it. I don't like it. It shouldn't exist. Rounding out the rest of the action and, oh, so that happened. I need to, oh, get my pages unstuck so I can read the fucking scores. <laughs> it's the cherry cordial over your fingers. <laughs> exactly. Arsenal 2, Newcastle nil. Villa 2, Palace 1. Norwich nil, Wolverhampton nil. Brighton nil, Leeds nil. Brentford 1, Everton nil. And Spurs and Burnley, it was a little too snowy, so no gameplay. <laughs> yeah. That sucks. Yeah. Um, Newcastle is now six points off of 19th place. The thought of potentially going down, it's real, real now for Newcastle. Big time. The wealthiest club in the world could legitimately find themselves in the championship. Now, if they – here's part of the problem. If they don't start picking up a few wins, if Eddie Howe doesn't start – now, they – did create some chances against Arsenal. They looked like they had a more coherent plan. Arsenal were just better than them. Yeah. When he, after testing positive for COVID and having to spend 10 days away from the team, if he can really get his teeth into who his best 11 are and get them on song, I think he really could make them a lot like Bournemouth was. Right? Right. And I think they're going to, hopefully for them, I don't really care either way, pick up a few wins right and if they do that they should be able to show hey run an uptick hey we got all this money hey uh, come play for newcastle in january right if they remain bottom and remain winless and remain stuck in that position you're gonna have a tough time attracting anyone other than say fabian delf or you know right the players you already have there right right <laughs> precisely so are you going to get any better no and that's trouble yeah Real trouble. Yeah. Are the Gunners back? No. <laughs> we have, no. We have a, felt like Gunners football. We have a long way to go. Still, we're still. We just remember just before the break, we got pumped four mm. 0 by Liverpool. Now, granted, those top three are miles beyond anyone else. Could we very well be the best of the rest at this moment? Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, we could very well find ourselves in fourth place at the end of the season. I think fifth or sixth is more realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, but. We are not, quote unquote, back. We lose that Liverpool game two to one, and we hit the crossbar. I tell you, yeah, we're back because that could have been a two-two draw. That could have been a two-one Arsenal win at that point. You is know what I mean? Does but it it's feel be, like that that stark of a difference in quality? And earlier in the season, with three nil, was it to Chelsea? Right. And then you know, lost to City five nil. I mean, it just sh- we're one of the most elite clubs, one of the most storied clubs in the country. We are not back yet because those results were not closer, if not wins. Right. Now, do you feel like Arteta is playing Arsenal football? Do yes. You, you feel like that's getting there? Yes. Excellent. Very good. And if we get back into the Europa League place or, or say, that fourth <coughs> Champions League spot, if we get back into those positions come the end of the season and we can attract a couple more mm-hmm. young world-class players, lower, you know, ship Granite Jockall, finally, that kind of stuff, and – I think we've become a lot more coherent. Do you sell Lacassette or Aubameyang if there's a good offer in January? I like both of them. Um, I don't think we should let either of them go, namely because uh, we're not going to replace them from elsewhere. Mm -hmm. We're also not going to replace their goals from within. Mm -hmm. Um. Or their impact on the team. I mean, we said Lacazette hasn't scored much, but we both said that when he came back into the side, the energy levels increased. Right. They looked like they wanted it more. And just his leading by example, you could see how important that was to the younger players. I mean, the guy works his fucking socks off. Mm-hmm. You know, he tries things. He takes chances, which you need to do as a forward player. And um, 
without him in the team, without that example, I think we would hurt. Um, Aubameyang did the same thing in Germany. It's not new. He goes missing in games and then pops up with two goals on a total of nine touches for the entire afternoon. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Kind of stuff. Right. He's just not getting the goals at the moment, but he's still only having nine touches in an afternoon. That's a problem. Right. Precisely. (laughs) We, you know, I think our midfield is finally balanced. Um, in a team that Martin Odegaard sometimes can't even get into, mm-hmm. um, I think there's a the lot. Glow Pepe can't always get into the I side. I think there's a lot of competition for places now. I think it's going to make the people on the bench hungrier. You saw Odegaard when he came in against Newcastle, worked his fucking tail off. Mm-hmm. You know, played very well. Put in a couple tackles even. Yeah. You know, I think you, you now are creating and fostering a mentality, a winning mentality, a mentality of a, a, a competition. I, I'm not guaranteed to start this week. I would say there is someone you can put up at striker to replace Aubameyang, or at least he tries to play striker the whole time. Uh, Tavares. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> I saw him Christ. in the middle of the field more than I saw him on the left wing back. Yeah. I was like, oh, hey, look, there he is in the middle of the field inside the 18. What the yeah, why fuck are, is that what are you left doing back there? to yeah. <laughs> um, Great little piece of interplay uh, for Bakuya Saka's opener. Mm-hmm. Um Hope his injury isn't too bad. He did get hauled off at one uh, uh, later on in the game with a what looked like to be a little hamstring strain. Mm-hmm. What a skill from Gabriel Martinelli! Oh yeah, ball over the top comes over his shoulder. Like think of Willie Mays's catch. Yep, over his shoulder. Yeah, right. And just side foot volley with his right side, which is where the ball came from. Yeah. Fucking brilliant. Well, Saifa Valley just popped it right over to Bradford. Yeah, because even Sterling came across his body so he could swing through it. I mean, that was all on one side. Just crazy. Oh, yeah. It was fantastic. Fucking. And Ramsdale again. Ramsdale with two fantastic saves from John Joe Shelby of all fucking people. I mean, he was just standing back there like Peyton Manning in, at the end of his career. You know? Didn't have to do a whole lot of running. Just standing back there picking passes. Every now and again, takes a shot. You know what I'm saying? Here it is, boys and girls. I've cracked the can. Time for some seltzer nog. You know, I'm annoyed by my hard-hitting analysis. Didn't get a response from you, by the way. It was very good. Mel, it's time. You don't always need approval. I don't know that I'm ready for this one. I I wanted to hear your thoughts on it because it's a good point. I agreed very much. It's I the the question I asked you is precisely where I think my thoughts were because I watched that game and went this looks like Arsenal Football Club. No, oh, John Joe Shelby specifically. Yeah. Oh yeah, just sitting back there passing the ball around it like looked yeah. like Peyton Manning at the end yeah. of his career. Yes, he does. Just, just pinging balls. Yeah. And then every now and again taking a shot deep. Yeah, that was about it. That's all he did. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah, and and and, and continuing to do that is going to get your team down in the fucking championship. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what the fuck's going to happen. Um Oh, oh, the smell's not good. You know you know who? You know who's fucking again? Villa. Oh, yeah. Villa's yeah, fucking fu- again. Fucked me out of $700. Yeah. Well, I don't know why you bet against Villa, because we have taken the mid-season Viagra. <laughs> the Stevie Jiagra? Stevie Jiagra. <laughs> the- Can I just say how much the announcers enjoyed saying, Target, hit the target! Target, uh, hit the target! Six times! Third time ever! <laughs> target, hits the target! Fucking annoying. So fucking annoying. <laughs> the other thing that pissed me off is that stupid John McGinn worldy? Because I knew <laughs> I knew Palace was going to score late. I had it in my. I knew Villa was going to go up early. I said this to you. <coughs> Villa's going to go up early. Palace are going to score late. They're going to draw one one. I'm going to hit this bet. Nope. No fucking I, John McGinn does that. I called <clears throat> it. I said in the first couple weeks of Gerard taking over, McGinn's going to score, and it was the second game. Nope. Nope. I'm afraid to try it. That we're talking about the the seltzer now. It Ugh. smells bad. No. It smells like pudding. No, no, no. no. <laughs> kind of tastes Fuck like a no. little creme brulee. Yeah, if you got creme brulee from a Mexican restaurant. Okay, I have shocking news. Famous a lot of cinnamon. French. I don't hate it. Ugh. I don't know why, how get this out. is possible. I don't hate it. <laughs> hey, get out. It doesn't taste like a candle. It's, um... Wait for the aftertaste. It tastes gluey. Is that it? it tastes gluey in the aftertaste. It's horrible. I can't. Uh, nope. I kind of like it. Mm. Um. Yeah, late goal from Palace, but I would also say, really, actually, a piss poor day overall by them. They yes. really got manhandled in the middle of the park. They did. Um. um some Conor Gallagher wasn't as uh 
important as he has been mm-hmm. um, in in recent weeks and recent games. You took the rest of it. I I kind of like it. Uh, okay. Um, he just wasn't on that day, which is okay. It happens to everybody, especially young players. And right. Of course. That's fine. It just sucks because this is a game that. You know, we always talk about every manager kind of circles days where, hey, we could probably get something out of this. Mm-hmm. The way Villa was was playing for the, the last month or so, mm-hmm. minus obviously Steven Jarrett's first game in charge, mm-hmm. this was a game Patrick Vieira would have had circled as, hey, maybe we can get something out of this right. from a team that finished above us last year. Right, you know, precisely. Kind of thing. And um, and it just it just it wasn't meant to be. Big for Villa, Douglas Louise uh, gets back Coming on the Coming back on. And, and almost, almost gets going off. right back off again. Yeah. Uh, which was funny. Um, gave him a yellow. I don't even think it was a foul. Well, he gave him a red, and no, then well, he rescinded yeah, yeah, the, it and gave him a yellow. Him a yellow. It was like, I don't even think it was a foul. I don't think with. it was either. It was like, it was a 50-50 ball, and, and he yeah. didn't really And he didn't hit the player. They yeah. just kind of came to – it was – what are they – it's a coming together. Yeah, yeah. It was but they like, both okay. had every right to go for the ball. Yeah, it was well, – It was fine. I thought it was bullshit. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm glad to see VAR work there and he didn't get sent off because he certainly shouldn't. But that's – you know what? For Villa, the, the everything's starting to click again. This is a good thing. And and you got to think that Stevie G is – you know, he's going to really get something out of this club. It's exciting because people like Target that don't normally score goals are getting opportunities and are finally following through. And so <clears> – <throat> Don't know who to mark now. Like Watkins is the obvious one, but you know we got some other people stepping up. Mings has been scoring a lot. McGinn stepping up. Target finally hit the target. So, yeah, I think we've got a. I'm I'm excited for the rest of the season. Yeah, I'm all in on Gerard. Okay, you know what? I love it. You know what wasn't exciting? The Wang. (laughs) The Wang was flaccid yeah there was not much uh power out of the wang and wolves let me tell you something do you remember when nbc sports highlights packages were two minutes and 30 seconds they were jam-packed with loads of stuff no replays within the highlight package Mm -hmm. seven minutes and 30 seconds this entire highlight package was for this game Mm -hmm. a minute and 30 seconds of that was lineups (laughs) so in a, in a now a new wave of doing things these last two seasons has been no less than 10 minutes in a highlight package. Yeah, they're this pretty thing, much like 12 minutes, 13 minutes. This thing was six minutes long. Yeah. That's it. That's how shit this game was. That's all, I, they, uh, Norwich tried to fuck it off a couple of times, but we're saved. You know, like yep. we're on a bad back pass and stuff like that. So, okay, that happened. They did get a couple of looks on net against Wolves, but they were just... There was nothing in this fucking game. Man. No, not really at all. But the draw does benefit Norwich more in this situation, obviously. Three points out of relegation. But they still have a long way to go. Of um, course. But their desire, their shape, and their organization, their communication uh, under Dean Smith so far is much better than it was under uh, Daniel Farka. Mm-hmm. They're getting the topics right. Yes, they are getting They the just topics. need to bring a little bit of quality to those topics. Yeah, very true. And very maybe true. They'll, they'll get a little bit better. But I am annoyed that I wasted uh, those seven minutes and 30 seconds of my life to write these notes yeah, watching I, that highlight package. Um, I watched the highlights on NBC after the game was over and I went, I'm not watching the... No. I'm not going to pull up these highlights on Peacock. I'm not watching them. No. Yeah. Just no. It's bad. And then the only thing exciting about uh, Brighton and Leeds was uh, the... Odd color choice of an all lilac jersey and shorts and socks combination against a team that's wearing royal blue and white. Yeah. Seemed very odd. It's a little difficult to really see the differences at a glance. Yeah. Um, lilac. That's what they called the color? I know. Lilac. That's I mean, funny. it's no it's no palate cleansing sorbet like uh, fucking Man City, but it's still pretty fucking bad. Tequila, you're talking about the tequila sunrise uh, yes, jerseys? exactly. Yeah. Um, it was an even game, but it wasn't a good uh, game. I'd I'd say it was really more uh, Brighton, especially in the first half. I felt it was a lot of one-way traffic. Oh, yeah, it was. But 31 shots rained in on goal, right? On goal? I'm sorry, 31 shots rained in. 20 of those were Brighton's. Mm-hmm. But they were equal, I think, 4-4 four and four and shots, shots on, target. on target. Yeah. yeah. And it, it just it, – the rest of the stats were even. I think it was like 56% to – Brighton's favor on possession, maybe like that. They there wasn't a lot in between, and the quality just wasn't there. I mean, Neil Mope should have had two. 
Mm-hmm. It blazed over from what six yards out, maybe yep. tops. Yep. It just the quality just wasn't there. And this was stuff at the end of last season and beginning of this season. We saw Brighton. We've talked about. We thought they were turning a corner. We thought this was going to be right their year to really do something. They started off in a blaze of fucking glory. Yeah. And then it looks like they blew their load too quick. Yeah, it seems it would appear to be so. Um, also not something we have. In fact, I don't think we've ever said these words. Calvin Phillips had a shit game. Yeah, he did. Subbed off at halftime. He did. It was like, bad. That was uh, by a manager that famously doesn't like to change anything. Yeah, like wow. I mean, it's. I mean, I think it's the exception, not the rule. I mean, he's he's one of the first names you write in on the sheet for the fucking national team for fuck's sake. Like, uh, yeah. It just. I, I was very surprised that when I saw him get pulled at halftime, I was like, well, he deserves to be pulled because he hasn't been playing very well. But wow. Yep. That was very notable. Now I I did have a um a joke that I heard someone else say that I'm gonna rip off. Okay, go ahead. The best player on the pitch, hands down, was Tarek Lamptey. And mm-hmm. he made junior junior Furpo look like senior Furpo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, them getting Lamptey back is huge. <laughs> really is. Yeah, he's he's finally seems to be a hundred percent healthy. They just need somebody to go on the end of his crosses. I yeah. mean, he's faster than pretty much anyone else in the league yeah, somebody's got to put the ball in the back of the he, net. he's getting you know he's turning a corner he's turning defenders inside out he's doing stuff everything he can do on the he's putting good cutbacks in, good crosses over the top and people just aren't finishing his chances mm-hmm. yeah we've mentioned it before it's worth worth barry mentioning again uh tony's the best penalty kick taker ever I love how, Tony. I yeah. love how he takes penalties they're fucking brilliant that's pretty good fucking just walks right up boom back of the net how you doing like completely got Pickford going the wrong way. Like, Pickford just didn't even know what to do. And Pickford's generally pretty decent penalty keeper. Well, he saved the one from... Jorginho. Jorginho, like, who like, that hop famously freezes every goalkeeper on earth. Yeah. Um, and Tony does the most direct walk-up, kick it in. Like, it looks like a hockey stick. Looks like he's just wrist-shotting it into, yeah. the, into the goal. And that's, that's a great physical analogy. But yeah. he definitely just walks up to it. And whoop! Puts it right in. But he gives nothing away. Yeah. He gives absolutely nothing away as to where he's going. I've seen him put it left. I've seen him put it right. Yeah. He when he walks at it straight too. It's real quick. Oh, it's yeah. not a lot of steps. It's just boom, back of the net. And and also I anybody that wants to scream that it wasn't a penalty, fuck off. It was a penalty. It was definitely it kicked him in the face. Yeah, like it just well, and then you just look and you go, Why did you need to flail like that? I mean, um the that is honestly for us, that's the first time in a Everton jersey Towson has had he had a shit game. Yeah, he was real bad. Was missing passes to uh, to uh, um, Coleman down the side. Just was not good. And give a slight positive. Decorey's back. Yeah, I mean that's, that'll help once he gets back into speed. That'll help big time. A lot of what I'm 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 looking you at need is Calvert Lewin back. Right. What I'm looking at as a as a supporter of the club, it's just Decorey, Calvert Lewin, and despite the fact that I would say the central defense had a very, very, very good game. Because, um, I mean, yeah, sure, they scored on a penalty, but outside of that, Keen and Godfrey were great in the middle, but they really need Yuri Mina back, too. You know? Oh, that, big time. Like, you could just, you could tell those those players missing. And, of course, Richie would have probably offered something today as well. Now, I'm not sure if, how much of it you watched or if it was in the highlights package or not. No, it was all not. in the highlights I, I uh, saw. Okay. Did they show the end of the first half where... Um, uh, I think it was uh, Jansen uh, literally tried to pull um, Rondon's jersey completely off of his body, yes. and and it doesn't even go to VAR. I'm like, the jersey's around his shoulders. Like, how, I, you can see his entire back. Like, how are you? Like, how is that not even being looked? Like, really? Like, well, Rondon's a big lad. He yeah. should be able to do better with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> know what it was? He didn't go to the ground. Goes to the ground, I bet you he gets a penalty for that. There's an argument for that. Yeah, goes to the ground, probably gets a penalty for that. The, the bigger the, the the bigger thing is, Everton are a bad fucking way right now. And I don't well, know see, if... See, you say that, and I, I'm going to rip something else off today from another pundit. Uh, and that's... Uh, I say another, like I'm one. The um, You look at this run of games. The Watford result can't defend that. Right. Right? But five of those draws were either against opposition in or around you... So games that could have gone either way. Right. And the other loss was a very close game. I yeah. think what to Brentford. Well, we lost to Wolves. We lost to Brentford. Right. We drew but th- those United. Were both, we drew Spurs. Those were both 1-0 no 
losses. No, it was uh, two nil to uh, to uh, Wolves. Oh, you're right. That was the game of two halves. That was the yeah. one where y'all were pushing real hard in the second half, right? But and actually showed all... some decent right, shit but the about. The first you. half was all was all garbage. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yes, but the point is, is that you haven't really got besides Watford, and really even that was only a half of terrible, terrible football. Mm-hmm. So you haven't really shown to be poor. You just put yourself in a position. Injuries haven't helped that where those games became coin flips. But you've never been outplayed, just outright outplayed, except for that city. second that sec- city, city, though. <laughs> Who isn't? Right, true. Right? Liverpool's not. Chelsea's not. That's it. Everybody yeah. else is outplayed. They, made, they took Manchester United the other day, right, a couple weeks ago, and made them look. They were fucking with them. Right. They could have scored 12 if they wanted to. They chose not to do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So there's no shame in losing a city. But your performances overall haven't really been that bad. You put Calvert-Lewin back on that pitch instead of Solomon Rondon, three of those draws, three of those five draws, I think, are wins. Right. That's true. Uh, it's also uh, – but but you also can't just rely on – like, there's going to be injuries, right? There's well, going to be injuries. And also, I don't, I don't know if these players – are necessarily responding to Rafa. Well, I That's... think I see. I think they are. I think you look much less helter skelter this year than you did. Uh-huh. I think the injury to Decore threw your midfield into a into a tizzy, right? And there was nothing you could really do about that. Um, Allen is slow. There's no pace in your team whatsoever. No, not unless Decore's out there. That you need help with that. Uh-huh. And then I, something I wanted to quickly bring up: the commentator during halftime of. Chelsea Manchester United. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were going over some of the scores from the weekend, just talking, you know, to fill halftime dead right. air, I guess. Uh, and uh, they were talking about um, the lineup. Said that it's not really a lineup that inspires like a super amount of, you know, we're going to go get them. Um, but he said he got to a Wobie on the team sheet. He was like, a Wobie. It, 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 I mean, really, his contributions is in his name, and it, whoa, woeful. It's terrible. <laughs> his name should be slang for nightmare. I was like, Jesus Christ. It's a bit harsh, isn't it? <laughs> no. Watch him play. Not wrong. I mean, hey, we've been getting told a Wobie's natural position is just behind the striker for Nigeria, and that's what he does really well. Um, he played just behind the striker to this week. Did fuck all. He said, I'm getting, name... I'm getting really, really, really tired of the people saying he's not playing the right position. We're not utilizing him the right way. I'm sure this is what you heard a lot when you had him. Like, yeah. like well, no, because no. he was young and quick then. Yeah, it's like, no, he's not really. He's just, he's, he's shit. Like, <laughs> He, he's shit. That is oh. single-handedly the best piece of business Arsenal has done in the last 15 years. All right, yeah. And we gave sell you a lot. 40 million. 40 million, I know. All right, so it's time for me to do some Malort, and I'm going to chase it with a little uh, Seltzer Nog. Oh. Um, Let's do uh, all the bad in one sip. Yeah, well. Hey. Yay. It's Darby week. <laughs> Woo. His name should be slang for nightmare, Mel. Isn't that tough? <sighs> that is fucking harsh. Fuck you. Fuck you, my lord. Oof. Just, oh, not a good chaser. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't anticipate that Why? Being... It's bad enough we do the malort to ourselves. Why would you do that combination? That was not a good idea. I'm an Everton supporter. I secretly hate myself. <laughs> I swear to Christ, Dyche was so happy that it snowed. He was walking around without a bl- just his dress shirt and his tie on. I I could have sworn there was one point where he was naked doing like you know Jumping sand angels in the fucking snow. <laughs> like now he I was living that shit up. I got a question. So uh-huh. somebody brought this to my attention, where the rest of the coaches in that photograph all are bundled up like crazy, mm-hmm. and I think he had just walked out from his very warm manager's office. Hmm. Surveyed the situation, see if a ball could bounce, walk right back inside. There's no time stamp on how long he was out there. It's a still photograph that got shared. So I don't know how hard he is because he stood outside for 12 seconds. It's Sean Dice. You know he was out there for like hours. And he probably has some layers on underneath. Mm-hmm. But there's something else that I want. What's that? Uh, to discuss. And I have brought something very special for it. Okay. Um, did you see the other thing that went viral about this game? No, I did not. The young lad from Dallas. No. Okay. Uh, 
guy from Dallas, very sweet, obviously just posted a picture with his travel partner. I assume was his partner is a woman with him. 31 hours. Okay. I'll read you the exact quote because I wrote the entire thing. Uh, he is Twitter user and Tottenham fan uh, at Saxy, S-A-X-Y, Ken17. Okay. okay? On, uh, on the old tweeter. Guess he plays the saxophone. Could be. Uh, shared a picture on Twitter with the caption, quote, Dallas to London to Burnley, parenthesis, almost there, and parenthesis, 31 hours, no sleep, fueled by coffee, cheese crackers, and more coffee, frigid temps, and snow predicted for match day, the things you do when you love your club, end quote. One of the four hashtags he used was snow match, and you're right, man. There was snow match. Snow match. Uh, because <laughs> obviously due to the snow, and I do I do feel bad I do feel bad for him. Mm-hmm. I I do, you know, feel bad as an American having traveled, having I missed Arsenal versus Stoke got rearranged for a, a Monday once, mm-hmm. and I was flying out of London on a uh, on a Sunday. It happens. It I, sucks. I would say that's a Christmas present that you didn't have to watch uh, Arsenal Stoke. I mean, y'all missed some games because of COVID. Yeah, we yeah, kind of did. We did. So it happens. I've been there. Not 31 hours worth of travel, but I've been there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I do, though, revel in Tottenham supporters suffering a bit. Right. And like a nice warm blanket, now that the weather's changed, I decided to bring myself an English Cascale because I love them so much uh-huh. to celebrate my other nice warm blanket of Tottenham supporters suffering. <laughs> so I've brought my Hobgoblin Ruby, which is one of my go-to Cascales when I'm in England. You've seen me drink plenty of these when we were there last year. Mm-hmm. And there we go. That was it. That's all. Feel good about that? I do very much. Very happy about that? <laughs> mm. I would like to think that Like warm did. chicken soup. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to think we didn't get the chance to see it, but uh, somewhere on that ground, Sean Jaish was completely naked just humping the ground <laughs> and eating snow just because <laughs> it just seems like you would do and then pointing out the looky like snowflakes sure the- <laughs> <laughs> <Shore> money <clears throat> all right it is time for sure money the segment where we give you our picks that are well thought out mm-hmm. and super safe yeah, because they always fucking help. <laughs> in the hopes they will help you uh, inform your picks and make a lot of money. Yeah. So uh, I lost again, by yeah, the way. I am now down um, $216. Uh, and Sammy, uh, how did you fare this weekend, sir? Uh, I lost two. Um, I'm down uh, uh, $745. And for the couple losers I have, I'm as good at betting as Everton is at footy. Well, that's what we're <laughs> Nice. Right in there. <laughs> That's hysterical. All right, what do you got uh, going for this week, my friend? All right, like I said, down $745. Uh, my team sucks. Big Sam's Lock of the Week. 14.285714% of the time. It works 100% of the time, Mr. Graham. Uh, that's great. Um Check the DU Drip Shack next week for a new updated shirt. <laughs> yeah, because twenty, because remember, twenty-seven point nine used to actually be good, good. Remember those days. I remember those days. That's funny. Um, I'm gonna take Palace at Ellen Road to beat Leeds at plus two hundred. I was uh, liked the odds there, and uh, for the love of Christ, can I just fucking win something, <laughs> anything? How much please? are you down right now? Uh, seven hundred and forty-five. Okay, it's fortunately the the wins were good wins. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind the Palace bet. That's all right. Yeah, hmm. I think they'll rebound. I'm not sold that Leeds has really got it together, and I think Vera's boys are gonna take it to them. No, and all I know right. it's on the road, so it makes it a tougher proposition. But the odds were good, and frankly, I I mean, like I bet the one time was City to win, and I risked a bunch to fucking win. So like, I can't keep doing that. I gotta dig myself out of the hole so this one seems like a winner all right there you go cool now we have our friend and now it's time for our degenerate gambling friend pat's pick it a week pat what's up buddy how are you hey how's it going not bad we all lost though didn't we no i won fuck you <laughs> I, knew, I, I knew you won i was just trying to set you up oh uh, okay yeah <laughs> yeah so like i said all chelsea had to do was not win and i win so yep <laughs> They came to a draw. 
Yeah, yeah, I was convinced Chelsea was going to fuck it up for you somehow. Uh, well, by fuck it up by winning? Yeah, yeah, by winning. Yeah, well, you you're over. lucky that chance fell to Antoine Rudiger, <laughs> and not anybody else. <laughs> well, no, if it fell to Timo Werner, that would have been, been fine. Yeah. yeah, he'd have been fine too. Yeah. All right. Well, for uh, this week, I'm just going to do a small parlay. Um, I'm going to take Tottenham at a minus a half a goal for a minus 160 against Brentford. And then uh, later that day, I'll play Arsenal to win against Manchester United at plus 270. So on um, a $50 bet, that pays basically five to one odds, uh, pays off 250. So, okay, there we go. You know, and I'm up $25. I, I, I don't think I mentioned that. So <laughs> I am I am back into black again. <laughs> I can't believe you just jinxed. Arsenal. Well, because he also he picked, <laughs> he picked both you and Tottenham to win. I too. know that's that's an extra dig. It is. That's like dirty. I know because Tottenham then will win and we will lose. Yeah. What a dick. Yeah. Mm. Or or it could it could actually work opposite. Uh, Tottenham could lose and Arsenal could lose. Now that'd be okay with. <laughs> uh, that I would definitely be okay with. Um. Well, uh, Pat, we remember we got to talk to you on Thursday too. We got midweek games, so. Yep. So yeah. Well, hopefully I can be, be up a little bit money, and then I can put some money down on uh, your all the the DU football derby uh, next Monday. Yeah, you, you know? desperately need me to win, or else you got to give Sam a one hundred dollar bill. I know. I know. I know. I know. What I risk? So, uh, your team better get shit. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're you're absolutely right, Pat. I do need to get my team shit together. Oh. <laughs> yeah, big time. <laughs> But all right, bud. Thank you very much. We will talk to you on Thursday, my friend. Uh, sounds good. Have a good one. I mean, you too. That's okay. Okay, segment. We're doing all right. You yeah, know. I still need to put my bet in. Oh, that's right. Fuck. Fuck your bet. Here's my cup of losers. Uh-huh. Uh, why does Villa need to start fucking again? <laughs> please put that in the George Spirect cup of losers, please. Gladly. Uh, and for this week, I am starting to lose faith in my three-way parlays. Uh huh. So I'm only gonna do a two. <laughs> uh, West Ham to beat Brighton and Leicester over Watford, which I think are both fairly safe uh, uh, bets. Mm-hmm. Both of those come in; they're gonna give me plus four seventy five. Wow, which are decent odds. That's why That's when really I was looking odds. it up on your computer, I was like, really? Yeah, I don't think bad. I can walk away from that. Uh, and then I didn't want to add in the third game and fuck it up. Yeah, you know why? Why? Grammy folding. <laughs> nice. Well said, whiskey dick. Yeah. So I think uh, I think that does it. I think I think that's going to be a winner there. You know what? Whiskey almost saved the segment. Almost. Almost. But you know what's going to save the segment and make it great? A chicken. Kitty the fucking chicken. <laughs> Well, Kitty's game was postponed, so she still sits at five and six. So, for the midweek game, I gave Kitty the Merseyside Derby. Oh, no. And by derby, I mean derby. Uh-huh. That's spelled derby, but mm-hmm. I'm just going to keep going. So, she quickly showed me pictures of her on the Wayne's World set with Mike Myers. Huh, go figure. Now, not many people know that Kitty was a staff writer for NSL during the years that Mike was on the show. NSL? NSL. SNL. Yeah, NSL. We're going to stick with NSL, huh? I said SNL. No, you said NSL. Can't prove otherwise. (laughs) Yeah, play it back. Recorded. So, (laughs) Kitty was a Saturday Night Live writer during the years that Mike was on the show, but not everybody knows that Mike is a huge red and Kitty sees Liverpool defeating Everton this Wednesday. Oh, she never, she never picks Everton. But uh, it's because she's a smart chicken. Now, now I ha- I did find out from Kitty, she is who actually wrote Sprockets. So she came up with the line, "The Do you want to touch my monkey? Touch him, love him." That was, that was all Kitty's doing. How old is this fucking chicken? <laughs> exactly, Graham. Exactly. We have all sorts of questions, like how old is the chicken? But there is one question we never ask, but we tell everybody to always gamble legally and responsibly. Championship corner! I've fallen, and I can't get up! Oh, no! Oh, 
That's what Rebecca said this weekend when <laughs> Palace lost. <laughs> you went through a really good run, and that last one that you just said was pretty good of decent segues. Thank you. But the asking questions, it's like we're making a statement. Uh, the clunky, no, not good. The clunky, what? Not are you saying that's not my best effort? That was not your best effort. I will do better. You, you know, did you not know cover yourself in that, glory there. That was very Houston second opening segment getting yeah. fucked up. I, mean. <laughs> I, I deserve nothing more than the mute button. I told you all my back hurts. I can't carry the whole damn show. Yeah, I right? heard. Uh, <laughs> all right, so West Brom disappointed uh, this week. Two goalish draws in a row. Uh, Sheffield United back-to-back wins. QPR capitalized uh, with two wins. While Bournemouth and Fulham also drew midweek and at the weekend, Stoke uh, dropped the ball and lost twice. So that kind of shuffled things around a little bit. You got Fulham in first place on 43 points, Bournemouth in second on 42. Uh, QPR is now in third, seven points off. So Fulham and Bournemouth are starting to pull away a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then West Brom uh, is in fourth, now eight points back of the automatic promotion spots on 34 points. Excellent. Blackburn and Coventry now round out the playoff places. So a little bit of shakeup going on. Mm-hmm. Stoke is still there, thereabouts, you know, uh, just outside. Um, so it's gonna, it's starting to get pretty fucking interesting. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Um, there was, God, I forgot who it was I saw. Oh, um, down at the bottom of the table, obviously, Derby County. You know who's in second to last right now? Barnsley, a team that was in the playoffs last year yep. that had um, uh, the – uh, Orlando kid um, who scored a couple of goals in, okay. yeah, in yeah. Uh, the Gold Cup for uh, for the United States. I'm forgetting his name right now, but <clears throat> yeah, they are they are in a bad fucking way. That's not good for Barnsley because Barnsley, we famously talk about how they've never been promoted. They haven't gone out of the championship. They've Either, been, yeah. they've been a team that just stays in the championship all the time. Yep. So for somebody like that, that could really. Absolutely. <clears throat> really hurt them if they went down to League One. Now, Wayne Rooney is off of zero points now. Mm-hmm. Uh, after getting a draw midweek. Mm-hmm. So they now have one point from their opening 18 games. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up, boys and girls. Sammy, any parting words? Uh, actually, no. Everybody's pretty cool this week. Yeah, no, nobody really much. did anything. Um, I will say, though, the only cunty behavior we will condone mm-hmm. is Jamie Vardy being a shithead. <laughs> Love it. More of that, please. Yes. Take, give me all of it in my veins. <laughs> Love directly, it. Directly in my fucking veins. Free base that shit. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us, boys and girls. Next up is injury time where we review our beers uh, that we're drinking and we preview the midweeks action. That's right. The midweeks action because... You all are going to get a second show this week. We're going to record on Thursday night, recover all the midweek, and then we're going to go ahead and release that on Friday. So as there's double action in the league, we give you double the shows, and that means double the Patreons as well. Sammy, how does one find Patreon? Very easy. It's www.patreon.com backslash do football show. You sign up to our one fantastic, beautiful, huge tier of $5 a month, and you get all of our extra content, which is soundcheck, our pre-show, and then injury time, our preview show. It's the hugest of the tiers. It really is. Such, such a beautiful tier. It's huge. Well, be sure to check out the uh, DU Drip Shack as well, as, every, as well, everybody. I have forgotten how to talk. This has not been my best performance. I do apologize. Let's just say it's not been your best effort. <laughs> exactly. Till next week. Well, till Thursday, everybody. You know who does cover themselves in glory? This fucking guy. Bye. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Fucking new button!